This, 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 this is mythical. Ear Biscuits is supported by the farmer's dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That, that woman is crazy, <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready-to-serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com ear. Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we're tackling the question, what if our dogs die? Oh, what, really? Why we got Oh, it's a oh, downer. It's so sad. Actually, um, you know, we had a scare with Jade. I will say she is fine. And we had a scare with Barbara, incidentally. And when I told you I wanted to talk about a scare, I, t I didn't tell you what the scare was for to save it for the podcast. That's how we live our lives. And then you're gonna tell me about your scare with Barbara. So just based on knowing that we both have scares, um, I think we will unpack the the imminent death of our dogs. Well, not, not, don't, not the, like, and, well, imminent's not the right word. Well, that the, seems like on. it's rapidly approaching. Here's the thing, did you read The Secret? I've never read it, but lots of people did have. You, did you slide it to me on a sheet of paper? <laughs> no. Here's The Secret. And I think if you believe the things that are written in The Secret, and Oprah endorsed it, so it must be true, then then you, if you say things that can happen. So you just said imminent death of our dogs and now you've got me repeating it. Are you, you saying we're speaking? We're manifesting it. Manifesting So it? we need to unmanifest that. The, the immortality like of our dogs. The, yeah, the, the immortality the of our dogs. Immortality of our dogs. Our dogs will live forever. Our dogs will never no. die. Our dogs are safe. Our dogs will n never die. All dogs die. Manifest that, Oprah. Not all dogs truly live. By the way, anytime Oprah would like to come on, she is welcome. We don't do guests anymore, man. For, will you do anything for Oprah? But will we? I would. W would you execute and Barbara for Oprah? Hmm. Well, the, again, that, that's not. That's not. I would the do, question. I would do anything for Oprah, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! And you know, Meatloaf. Uh, yeah, that's his song. Never got into Meatloaf, but someone almost bought me a, a Meatloaf record, which is the other thing I want to talk about. Well, I'll take a step back and stay. I, I need to unpack my 41st birthday. I wanna do that in this episode. 
Um, I know you're interested in how I celebrated. I dove down deep into the birthday hole and I came out 41, came out 41. How's it feel? I've been there for a while. So I, uh, I'll i also give you an update on that. Even though you were at the party, Rhett, I don't wanna. I was, I can give you my perspective on the party. Oh, I, I can good. give a party goer's perspective on your 41st birthday party. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're gonna kind of catch up with each other. Again, the thing the, that we're the ultimately dog... gonna center on is the immortality of our dogs and if for some reason they turn out to not be as immortal as we think that they are and we manifest in Oprah's name, uh, then how would we respond? And we will tell these stories of their uh, near deaths. Um, Which I have not heard yours, you haven't heard mine. No, that's right, but do you wanna, what do you wanna talk about first because I got another. I thought little, you had like a. I got a little thing that I'm. Yeah. That I'm working on that I just want to. I want to process. Give a project. It's summertime. Is it a popsicle fort? I think you because put, you you remember when we made the popsicle fort? Yeah. yeah growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you. Uh, this was you a were, church. This is a church project. You remember they took that room, the small room upstairs in Bowie Creek. It was Baptist, dedicated to a popsicle. fort. And the fort. only thing in there was a popsicle fort. It's pretty awesome. And you were so proud of it, and I would go in and disassemble it on a regular basis. I was wondering who did that. And be like, they don't need that. We don't need that. That's tower. not what I was going to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. You said you had a project. I thought it might be a popsicle for it. I don't know if it's technically summertime. I don't know. I don't know when this comes out. But to my mind, we're in summertime because sure, for sure we are. My kids are out of school. That's summertime. We're in summertime as this is being recorded. June man. twenty, June twenty first, I think, is the technical first day of summer, which is our first day of tour. I don't go by official stuff like that. But. When the kids get out of school, you know, when the traffic gets a little lighter in LA, it becomes summertime. You start to think, what am I gonna do different? What am I gonna do different? Yeah, shave so, my beard a little bit shorter. This so, morning. Summer beard. Um, 624 oh, so is, will, yeah. is, is the release date of this. So welcome that, welcome we're, to we're summer. summer. The summer solstice. See, I was right. So I'm, I'm thinking of ways that I can like embrace summer. And so this morning, I thought I'd try something new on for size, literally. Do you have it on right now? Yeah. It's down here. You see that? Look at, you see my shoe? Only you can see it, Rhett. Not even the YouTube viewers can see it. There's, it's it's the just table. a normal shoe. Yeah, but look down at the edge. You see down in the shoe? What's down in that shoe? I can't see, I honestly can't see into the shoe. My foot's in the shoe. Yeah. But what else is in the shoe? Nothing. Oh, you're sockless. I'm going sockless today because I walked out my my these shoes are down there at my garage, but I I got to do some planning to put my socks on up in my bedroom. If there's no socks waiting down, if I don't, ha sometimes I'll take my socks off when I take my shoes off, and I'll come in the house, either in bedroom slippers, <laughs> like a '50s dad television sitcom dad, but on my bedroom slippers, or I'll just be barefoot. But I guess yesterday I didn't have, I didn't. I didn't take off my socks with my shoes. I put them in the in the laundry upstairs. Sorry if this is too detailed, but then when I came down today, I assumed there would be old socks there that I could just reuse. There weren't. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. But you know it's why? It's summertime. You, no, but you know why you I'm did going this. sockless. We had a conversation about the fact that I've been wearing shoes. I knew without you were going to say this. I knew you were going to say that uh, yesterday we had a conversation about it, again, and you're going to take credit. Again, not a sponsor. You gonna put your shoe up on the table? I got these I got shoes. Coffee that, up here. You man. don't. Well, it's not anywhere near you. I, I, these shoes don't require fleas are probably jumping off. They the don't require socks, and I'm not even going to mention what they are. If they want to be a sponsor, then we'll talk about them extensively. 
you see the ads on Instagram, then you buy the shoes. And I looked at the ads. But these are designed to not have socks. Your shoes are not designed to have socks. You're gonna have a stink fest, man. I'm not saying you have to buy these shoes. I'm just saying All right. that you can't I do that. I think you did influence me. Of because course. I'm like, I've always wanted to wear shoes without socks. They I'm don't not, feel good though. It always feels like it should feel good. And I see people who do it and I'm envious. I'm you like, man. Try, you should try these on. That person's trotting around sockless. It must be summertime, it must be spring, it must be fall. It could be any time of year, but it, you just seem freer. And I'm envious of that. Yeah, you should be. And I'm like, I can't do that because of the foot sweat. Well, how do you feel at this point in the middle of the afternoon? Not good at all. Yeah, that's a bad With, idea. Within five minutes of putting them on, I, w I walked out to the car yeah. and I was like, I gotta turn around, I gotta go all the way upstairs and I gotta fetch socks. You make it seem like you have a, you live in a mansion that it's gonna take a significant amount of time to get upstairs. It would take you 17 seconds to get to your bedroom. Well, there's, I mean, there's, there's 14 steps, man. Yeah. That's, that's at least 17 seconds just to get up the stairs you move, in a safe manner. You move pretty slow. I do three steps at a time. I'm a long-legged long beast. Anyway. It, it's not working. I mean, I just wanna be one of those people so bad. I readily admitted on the uh, Mythical Society uh, uh, Yeah, that's where we address, got into this. My 15-year-old son who is, he kinda, he, he knows what's cool, he wears the cool stuff. He likes them? I said, what do you think about these? He was like, they look good. If Kanye had come out with these exact I mean, shoes, you would think they were awesome. I think those look good, but you can't wear them without fine. socks. What is that called? They actually don't stink though. What is, well, it's day one. What, is, what are those called? What's the name of those? Adidas I5923s. Smell of it. I don't. I know, I don't need to. Smell of that. No, no, I don't need to. I smell of yours. I smell of Oprah's shoes. I smell of yours on, the, on that, that video we made. I bet you Oprah doesn't wear socks. Do you feel like you would sweat in normal shoes but not those? I would sweat like crazy. And you don't sweat? There's no way you don't sweat. It's just wicked away or something. Bingo? It's called moisture wicking. It's constantly being wicked, man. If you're being wicked, how do you? You feel? don't think about the sweat. Do you feel freer? Because I feel like I'm being wicked constantly. My feet are just a constant wick. Now I have, in fact, I don't translate that into pleasure. Uh, well, I've got a new movie coming out, John Wick Four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you. I'm just asking, what. Positive uh, benefits do you receive from having your feet wicked? Uh, because I I I am, I feel like I know that they're there. I just one, can't articulate. One them. less step in the morning. I thought you would appreciate that. Yeah. Extreme comfort, and I think I think showing a little ankle is a little bit sexy. You wear yeah you wear you wear no show socks. That's what I do. Uh, but the problem with the no show socks is that they bind my toe. They're so tight on my toes. You got to get the right brand. I picked up some no-show well, socks. This whole opening sounds like an ad. Let's go ahead and talk about no-show no, 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 socks. No, yeah. So I picked up some no-show socks. Is it Aldo or Aldo? Aldo? That place, the shoe store? Aldo? I think it's Aldo. Aldo. We were in there with my- Aldo, you go there, you don't know how to say it. When my brother was in town and like we went in there for something. <laughs> and I got the ones that they, it was like, well, this is a really good price. It was like three pairs for like 11 bucks, which is- Is this whole podcast a commercial? This isn't a commercial. Don't get offended. Talking about products that you are enjoying in life and then talking crap about them is definitely not a commercial. This is a warning, if anything. 
Don't if you have oh, a size oh, you know twelve like feet, don't get the Aldo socks that they sell for a good price because the things were so tight that literally I had I bought three pairs in a pack. You lost a toe. Every single pair, and and listen, I'm talking. I got trimmed toenails. It wasn't my toenails busting through. I I try my trim my toenails on a regular basis now because I never know when I'm going to show up and they're going to be like, we need to show your feet on the camera today. <laughs> it's you, really, really like you are bitter today. <laughs> no, I'm not bitter. I'm very happy. I've I've seen I've watched seven hours of Oprah right before I just was on the Oprah channel. Um, the uh, anyway, my toe busted through the sock in one day. Like by the afternoon I get home, I take my shoe off and my toes are busted through. But if you get just the, um, I don't even know what brand it is because this is not a commercial, but just I got some on Amazon, those have lasted forever and they also have this little thing that like grips the back of your uh, foot, yeah, this yeah. little rubber thing. I got some of those but they're still tight. And you gotta go size up. You know, talk about you your, get the your toe busting through, check. Yeah, you busted through check your whole out. thing. Th these shoes, look at that. My toe busted through the my big toe busted through the end of in my the right first cheek. week. Yeah, after a week them. of wearing these, but I liked them so much I bought another pair anyway. Is that the other pair? No, this is the the new pair didn't bust through. You still? I still I wore these without socks because I was not about to wear my my go to shoes and okay. funk them up. I this was an experiment, man. Adidas would have replaced those, by the way, no no charge. You do. I know, but you have to complain. And time is money. Complaint is time, and time is money. And okay, I spent did that you, time did, just ordering another pair of shoes. Ironically, so is your project that you were talking about you not wearing socks? Bingo. Who <laughs> two can play bingo? Okay, that's it, huh? Huh? Well, I didn't say that it was some. I I didn't think it was a worthy of a opening conversation, but it looks like we've had it. No, uh, I'm I, I'm just saying that. I want to know if I should press on. You no, not if they don't wick. Because you, does it give you that like reggae vibe? Like all of a if sudden it, you're like laid no. back. If it does not wick, you must acquit. Uh, that doesn't work. If it does not wick, you must sock it. If it does not wick, you must not commit. Yeah, you don't have wicking shoes, man. You can't do it. You got to put socks on. If you're interested in some wicking shoes, just. Ask me, I'll tell you where I got these. Whoa, did you see that? I sunk all the way down. Cause I hit my, my foot is now caught under my chair. Whoop. Sorry. Um, do you wanna start talking about the dogs or do you wanna work towards the dogs? Because I kinda feel like we should work towards the dogs. Yeah, let's. Because just, we're gonna I'll talk a, about. I'll give an update on my birthday. The emotional quotient. Yeah, cause I mean, turning 40, was a big deal. We both had big parties. You can go back and listen to those respective ear biscuits about those two events. Um, 41 does not warrant that big of an event. 41 does not warrant an entire podcast conversation. Says so it's not getting one. And it ain't gonna get it. Basically, you it just warrants the fact that if you were already having a get together, there's like a standing event every month, you got a game night. That basically, uh, you know, a lot of our friends come to. I'm not gonna say every single one of my friends. You commandeered my game night as your birthday party. Jesse graciously texted and said, hey, our next game night falls on Link's birthday. Yep. So you you guys wanna do that as his birthday? It's uh, totally up to you. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. 
I didn't mind at all. You were hurt? You a little hurt by that? <laughs> I brought my games over to your house. We didn't. Je- we Jesse didn't, was flying out of town, by the way, so it like it actually helped. We didn't play any of the games, and you still have them. Well, I'll get to that. I left my games I'll, there. I'll get to that. Would you just let me talk about my birthday? <laughs> um. So yeah, I was very appreciative to like. Basically, we already had an invitation list. Everybody was already expecting to show up somewhere. It was like made it very simple. So they come over and I was like, well, you know what? I d- the one thing about a birthday party is if I'm gonna have one, even if it is just 41, I kind of would like presents. <laughs> <laughs> this is me talking to Christy. This is not Christy, an adult thing to say. Christy's like. This isn't what 41 like, yeah, year old invite people over do. and I'm gonna say they don't have to bring gifts. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, let's discuss. I'm like, I kind of would like gifts and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make it easy Unreal. and affordable for people. I'm gonna be like, I would, Honestly, what I'd really like is like records to add to my record collection. And your wife, you, you know, you just give me a used record. You can get one for like four bucks. It can be a, right. it can be an expression of what well, you, as my no, friend, hold think on. I would like. You're taking what you said. This you, is what I told her. Well, you weren't there. Well, I'm, I'm. Your wife sent an email out, okay, and your wife made it sound like it was her idea. What she said was, oh, yeah. is that, you know what? You don't have to bring a gift. She but took one for the team. You I don't. Think. You don't have to. She made it tactful, which yeah, is something yeah. that you were not about to do. Right. So, <laughs> so she said you don't have to bring a gift, but if you oh. do bring a gift, he's always looking to beef up his record collection. Right. That's a paraphrase. I and don't I, think your wife used the term "beef up." I don't, I don't think I've ever heard her say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, because I am beefed up. Right. You're already beefed up. She doesn't need. She doesn't say, say it. you need to beef up. Sometimes she'll say, I've noticed that you're maintaining your beefed up. <laughs> <laughs> or staying beefed up. Is Did you notice that. when you showed up, you were one of the first people to show up because you're my best friend. Yeah, I showed you up You gotta be first. there to help. I showed up first and by the way, didn't get you used records and didn't get you, I got you like six records. That's right. I spent like $200 I on records. I did notice that. I did notice For that. your birthday, just so, you, just so you know. I'll have to post if you wanna know what my records are, you have to follow me on Instagram, okay. Link Lamont. Well, lots of shout outs. Um, I'll share a few of them. But did you notice, when you said that, it reminded me of the Golden Girls theme song. What did Golden I say Girls that makes theme you think song. of a theme song? Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, you would see the the greatest gift, yeah, the greatest gift would be for me, from me. You would see the greatest gift would be from me and the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. But my, and you know what, you did attach a card. But it said happy birthday, bitch. It did. <laughs> and it had Jesse from Breaking Bad on it. And you would see the greatest <laughs> gift would be from me and the card attached would say, happy birthday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it had a sweet note inside, which I'll treasure. It did, it was very sweet. And I'll only keep for myself. Because uh, people complained. I was mostly interested in the records though. But people complained, I, let me just say this, people complained about my birthday wish to you 
on on the internet, Instagram, not being sappy enough. Sappy enough. I saw that. I would. I think I was. It was doing, funny I, this year. That was me, man. He's forty-one. Guys. I have fan accounts. So no one cares. And I commented as if I were a fan of myself. I I got sappy at forty. I'll get sappy at fifty. Right. The next nine years, you're gonna have to just deal with mild comedy. You put some of that in the car, and I appreciate it. Again, it's not for public consumption, and I do take issue. <laughs> Make it sound like I. I mean, I didn't say anything embarrassing. It wasn't like a sext or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your wife wrote on one side, you wrote on the other side. Yeah. It felt, you wrote on the left side, so it felt like you wrote yours first. I did. So you didn't write anything that it would've been really awkward if she read it. I'll put it to you that way. I don't think there's anything I think that I wrote could've it. written that if she had have happened to open the card not planning on writing in it, that would've been awkward. A sext would fall in that category. Yeah, but I don't think I've got, I don't think I've got that in me. That's what she said. <laughs> Gosh. Look at Jacob. He's just shaking his head. Listen, so <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I met everybody at the door. Took and the, I took the records I from took them. the record and they would, Hold on. And, and it would be wrapped and I would immediately unwrap it. And because I was, that's, I was very interested. And might I say that one of our friends brought you records and you gave them, you said, I got all these and gave them right back to me. <laughs> I felt bad. This is Ward. <laughs> I felt. I mean, well, here's what Ward said. He was like, "You, you don't. You don't do that, man." <laughs> no, he said. <laughs> he said, "Listen, man. Before I opened the records, he was like, listen, man. I. I hope you don't have this. I don't know if you have it. If you have it, just tell me.' That's what he said. And then you joined the conversation <laughs> when I'm telling him. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, I got this one. And but actually, he gave me two. He gave me a used Merle Haggard album, and he gave me a brand new. A Stur Sailor, Sturgill. Sturgill Simpson, A Sailor's Guide to whatever it is. Which, which you I have. have. I actually have the Merle one too, but I lied and said, oh, I don't think I have this one. Oh, you, So I okay. did feel kind right, of okay, bad. You I, it, I, so I 50% lied, because that was the used one, but it, the new one, I felt bad that he spent all that money and, and, and on his, a new record. He did say, if you've got it, I'll take it, because I want this. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did say that. Right. <laughs> after you told him, after he kind of saw the look on your face, like, <laughs> he's, he's really gonna give this back. My dad is the exact same way, by the way. When he opens a gift. I got this. <laughs> he's like, this is ugly. How, you picture this on me? Like, talking about clothes at Christmas? Like, he's notorious. He'll go through the trouble of trying it on to prove to you how stu <laughs> how bad of a gift it is. It runs in the family, I'll try folks. It, on it runs in the family. Just to show you that it ain't me. I mean, look, I'm trying to stand natural, but it. Wow. I just don't feel right in it. That's a tough person to give a gift to. Now, the reason my gifts were so perfect is because your wife sent me a list. Yeah, yeah. I got Low End Theory, Midnight Marauders. Haven't listened to them yet. Uh, Sufjan Stevens, uh, The Avalanche. Which Neil is, Young, Harvest, Moon. Oh, you're gonna list them all? Some of it for the Instagram. Okay, well there's more. Uh, and I got you all new records, man. Yeah, I, you I, went, They're all plastic wrapped. You went all out. However, the Steely Dan album that you recommended as one of your recs recently. Asia. Asia. You specifically requested the AB pressing, not the AA pressing. Right which they didn't have the AB pressing. They had some very nice AA pressings that were plastic wrapped in like 30 bucks a piece. Uh, and I don't really understand. According to my Reddit research. Yeah, I, I looked it up when I was in there. I looked it up, I looked up the Reddit thread while I was in the store because I was like, first of all, what does this mean and is this what I'm thinking it is? And I, I don't really understand, I still don't understand exactly what it is but like I guess AB was the original pressing and they and people who are familiar with it think that they 
screwed something up with the next pressing? Apparently different pressings sound dramatically different according to Reddit and once you read that stuff, given my personality type, I can't ignore it. So I just couldn't have the, the AA pressing on my shelf knowing that Reddit says that it's inferior. It's also very rare and you're not gonna buy it at Amoeba. Ah. Because they're like 100 bucks I think if you can find one. I think you might be able to find one on eBay. I was so excited about it because the collection aspect of my life has been fallow for decades. Like, you know how I like to collect things, over the, especially as a child, mm -hmm. you know? And still being a 41-year-old child. In Lily's birthday card to me, she was like, happy 41st birthday, but I know you're still a 10-year-old, basically. It's like, this is coming from my 16-year-old daughter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to resist like I actually, every time I go on Amoeba, if, first of all, if you come to LA, you should go to Amoeba Music because it's, it's, and there's one in San Francisco as well, right? Uh, it's unlike any other music store, it's just massive and- uh, They have concerts they, in people there? People play like live in there. They also have books, by the way. I didn't, I've never been to, to the section with the books and the graphic novels and the games. I actually went to the game section because I was like, oh, this, Link said he wanted me to bring games. Couldn't find a game to bring, but I bought some books for myself. Uh, but yeah, you should go because it's just it's it's um, it's a unique experience. But when I was in there, I thought to myself, I have to resist that p part of my personality, which said like looks at the the record players and the speakers and yeah. sees that oh, there's a whole world here. There's a yeah, whole yeah. there's a whole world that you could get into. And you know, I like to get into things, but then I'm like, well, this one's easy because Link's already into that, so I can't also get into that. But I like I, I walk through there and I see and I and I'm so tempted to sit there and like look at these. Did you record did you players just admit to all the stuff that you get into is basically because you know you're going to trap me in it? No, 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 no. That's part of it. No, I'm saying that like I don't think it's the kind of thing that's just like it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm getting into surfing or off roading and something that you can like do as you can be like, oh, let's go do that together. But like, but we you, could trade records. We could swap records, you can own half the amount of records. And plus, then you could do like you did with your lights and you could be like, hey look, I went out and got lights too. I got record. I got a record player too, but mine's better than yours. But you can't. Just like you did with the lights. But you can't voice control a record player. Google will not you, know what to do with if that. If you could, then you're gonna get that so that you can tell me that you got a better record player. I But also, I don't have a spot for it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't have, a, I, yeah. I, my house is set up in a kind of a, a weird way where I don't have like. Let it be my thing. A place. Come over anytime you want. I was gonna let it be your thing until you just told her that maybe it should be my thing I'm too. I'm letting you off the hook. I invited you. I don't you. wanna spend the money on that. I, don't let me pressure you. I'll just give you good records for I didn't it. say let it be my thing. I was like, hey, you know what? Just let it be my thing. Yeah, I'm gonna get in a popsicle fort building. How about that? I got a spot for that. Not a lot else to say about the party once I opened all the presents. In my mind, it was pretty much over. <laughs> yeah, everybody was still hanging out. And, like, there was a lot of quality conversation to be had. And... Well, we did introduce all of our friends to Jim Baker's buckets. Right. Uh, by, by the end That's of the, what I served. By for the dinner. end of the night, so I don't know how we got on this, but by this the end of the huge. night, we brought. I started talking about it in a group of people and by the end of the night we were gathered around a, a television watching Vic Berger's edits of Jim Baker's Buckets and they were all just, first yeah. of all, people kept walking in and every person who would walk in would not at first realize that it was an edit and they thought right. that it was original and so all the weird stuff that Vic Berger, first of all, Jim Baker's Buckets 
infomercials are weird enough on their owns, and we, their owns. If you don't know what it is, we did a taste test on the show. You can watch that or I'll just tell you that famous 80s televangelist Jim Baker has now made a comeback from scandals, uh, and that's an understatement, to then use fear mongering of the apocalypse and the, the rapture, meaning like the end of the world and those who are gonna survive it if they believe the right things or whatever are gonna have to survive off of schlop. buckets of schlop that he sells for like thousands of dollars. Well, I think they're pretty, I think you get a pretty good deal on them. I mean, that was really fun, but it kind of killed my party, honestly. Whenever we ran out of videos to watch, everybody was like, well, I gotta go home. And then the only person that stayed there was Jenny, and me and Jenny hung out for uh, with Christy and Mike. We hung out for another hour and a half where she proceeded to summarize the plot of every Twilight movie to me. You talk about opening up a world you don't know if you wanna dip a toe in. How does such a thing happen? She's obsessed with Twilight. I love her to death and I was just like getting a kick out of it. You know how Jenny will get on a roll about something. Well, I was talking about how, who's that word color? Scissor hands. <laughs> you talking about scissor hands? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the guy who played the vampire in Twilight. His real name, Robert Pattinson. Rotten Pattinson. <laughs> Rotten, Rotten Pattinson. You know Rotten Pattinson. <laughs> He's the new freaking Batman. What? You didn't know this? This I, is old news, homie. Man, I, I work too hard to know about stuff like that. Gosh. Anyway, it's summertime, take your socks off. Chill out. Anyway, I was talking about Robert Pattinson being the new Batman and then I knew that would get her all in a heat wave. And I rode that wave for an hour. I did not know all the crazy stuff that happens in Twilight. <laughs> But now her. you know it because a woman who's watched all of them just She was like, I don't wanna spoil it. it for you. I was like, you know what? I kinda do. Tell me the whole story. Tell me the whole thing. Yeah. In, in 90 that, minutes. That's how I ended my 44th, 40, I can't speak. Well, all right, let's talk about the dogs. I'm done with my birthday. Well, I can't I, talk about it anymore. No, because we have to, we've still, we gotta get to the dogs. We gotta be linear because as you said, Jesse ended up leaving okay. from the party to go directly to LA, well, she went home went to LAX, went to New Orleans with some friends, left me with the children for four or five days. And um, golly, man. Are you gonna say you almost killed your dog when you were in charge of your family? No, the dog thing actually happened before. So we'll come back to that. But I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about uh, what it was like to care for my children. And it was especially, uh, it was complicated by something that uh, I'm not proud of that you're gonna you you don't you know what you don't even have to say anything. I'm here as, to support. As you. I tell this story, you don't have to say anything. I know you're going to want to say a lot. I'm about not going to interrupt. I'm only going to give a supportive <laughs> facial expression. We filmed something on Thursday of last week, and uh, I did what I have done many many times since getting an iPhone 10, and that is I got my phone wet. In fact, I get my phone wet so often that I regularly film under the water in my pool and in my hot tub because it says that it's water resistant, but I watched a YouTube video where a guy basically said, you know, for all intents and purposes, the iPhone 10 is waterproof and here's, here's and then he does all these tests, he put it in the bottom of a pool for like three hours and he, and he kept testing it longer and longer and longer and pulled it up and so, after watching that video, I came to the conclusion that it's actually waterproof, but they have to say water resistant for legal purposes, but you should just 
treat it as if it's waterproof. Well, that's all wrong. Can I say something? I can't believe you're telling this story and you're not gonna let me say anything. Go ahead, you know what? Tell your story. And so uh, I got into a tub with my phone in my back pocket and I didn't even think to check my phone because again, this is just another day of my phone getting wet. This is just what I do with my phone. It wasn't until like two hours later when I was like, oh, I, I might need to check my phone for something that I pulled it up and it just had the Apple logo on it. And I was like, no, 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 no. This can't happen. What about the video with the guy in the pool and the 30 feet and all that? Well, it ruined my phone. Which, do you wanna say something? Yes. <laughs> Can I please? Say anything you want. What about the middle of the story that involved me talking to you about your phone before you did what you did? But you didn't even. We, you were about to sit down in the tub. And I and I and said, we were shooting. And I said, "Don't be alarmed. I, I have my phone in my pocket, and I'm going to sit in the water. So so don't worry. I'm so don't I'm stop make, the filming. I'm making the decision to do this. And then you said, "I know you're going to say that the iPhone. What you just said. I know you're going to say that the iPhone is water resistant, but not waterproof. And that. But listen." I, I know it's fine, I, and then you said everything that you've said, but you left out that part, and I said, listen, I I just wouldn't, I just, I don't do that, I don't take that risk. She's like, yeah, I put it down in the bottom of the thing and everything. So you're the type of person who, you don't trust the phone. You don't trust, you, you're, you're missing out, man. You and, put it on me. And you, well. You said that. Because you made me, you, you made it seem like what I was about to do was wrong. You anticipated that I was gonna judge that you were doing something stupid. All I said was, I don't even think I said anything. And in one sense, you, you preemptively here's the argued thing. with me and I wasn't even arguing with and you. In one and sense, then you killed your phone. In one sense, you have missed out. All the times that I filmed underwater up until that point. <laughs> It was unreal. You should. And you know what? You should I look at some said of my, a word about You should your look phone. at some of the videos. I haven't said a word about it. Um, so might I say? But you said you, you even if if you were to listen back to your story, you blamed the phone. You got to take some of the blame. Well, I am I, I am serving a warning to anyone who has a who has a uh, iPhone ten. I now according to my son, the iPhone XR or whatever it is. He was like, "No, nah, Dad, the you, iPhone you 10 is everything you know from your son." Is yeah, yeah, well, you should listen to him more. Uh, I'm fine with listening to your son. He was like, "No, Dad, the iPhone 10 is not as waterproof as the I, XR or whatever." Even though the one in that freaking video was an iPhone 10, because I watched it and that was what gave me the confidence that I then took into that tub. I'm gonna sit down in this tub, <laughs> and I don't. I want to acknowledge that my phone's gonna be in my pocket. I'm doing it on purpose. Don't stop the filming because I got this, I do it all the time. Now, and don't argue with me, you're the one missing out. In my defense. That's how it went. In my defense. I didn't say nothing. Hold on, hold on. In, before or after, In my now. defense, what I was saying was, is I am taking responsibility for the action that I'm taking. So if you tell Not me. When you just retold the story. No, no, that's what I'm just saying. You blamed it on the phone. You blamed it on the guy who made the video. Well, it. You blamed it on the water. Uh, can we move on? 
I, I'm. This is fun. The point, <laughs> I think maybe for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. The point of the story is that. I've been holding this in. The man. iPhone 10 is not waterproof. It is water resistant and. No one ever said it was you, waterproof except that guy in that You can push you. it, don't push it. Um, so what this led to is thankfully I, my phone was insured but uh, I don't have Apple Care, so I can't just go to the store. It was just, it was through like the, the insurance you get through your carrier, right? So, which means you get it next day. But there was a problem with the flight. There was a flight delay and so I didn't get it on Friday which means I had to wait until Monday which means I wasn't gonna have my phone for four the, days. The flight that the phone was on? Yeah, because it was overnight from like Kentucky or wherever okay. they keep these phones. And not having my phone, which incidentally we have like the social iPhone here which I was able to put my SIM card in which is weird because you can't just take your SIM card and put it into another phone. You'll get some texts but you don't get all texts. Your phone doesn't work properly unless you like completely like put all your stuff. Submerge stuff it in water? It. Yeah, you gotta keep it in, in water. Right. Um, caring for children, and I said this in a tweet at some point, is mostly driving them places. <laughs> at, at their age? Yeah. They have to be so many freaking places. Why do they have to be so many places? What, what Yet happened to just- they're not quite ready to get there themselves. What, just, what happened to just being at home and making fun for yourself? Why do you gotta have art camp and basketball practice and then another thing, and then why you gotta hang out with your friends? What, you know? <laughs> Why can't you, so driving around, not having a functioning phone, my wife got home after, she got home uh, last night actually, and she walked in the door and she said, why does the house smell like feet? <laughs> and I was like, listen, that is the last thing that I'm worried about. <laughs> I'm just glad that I have a phone that works now, that you're back, they're not Man. dead. Yeah. They went to stuff. We had good times together. You know, I was there, I ended up having lunch, uh, which I never am, am having like lunch in the middle of the day with Shepard, but I was able to do that three days. And uh, we we was we had we had a great time. But it's I don't know. And when she asked a question about the feet, my honest answer was I don't know why it smells like feet, and I don't know why you being here means it doesn't smell like feet. Like I honestly can't. I. You, you think it's simple. You think it's, like it's a things like odor eater. you think it's things like we left socks out or something. No, everything was properly disposed of. It was just something about me and my boys being together in a home for an extended period of time that just made it smell like feet. Stress. What was it? Where's it coming from? It's not coming from my feet. I don't. Even, just, I don't. I don't even wear socks. I have wicking. I have wicking shoes. <laughs> I think it's just the stress of you having the weight of responsibility being on your shoulders for once. It just ekes out in like a foot smell. Man, I was just so glad. N not not that, I don't, listen, I don't wanna, I'm not trying to give the wrong idea as if like, well, when, when my wife's in town, she's the one that worries and I, about the kids and I don't do anything. I'm just saying when there is, when it's all on you, and I, I sympathize, man, because I, I was, the thing was, I wanted to talk about this, I wanted to show this because what I was doing, I, thankfully I was able to stay, I was able to work from home and we are currently, <laughs> look at this, look at this. We have oh my word. what they call the, the bound galley of uh, The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek, our novel that comes out in um, the fall, October 29th. You can pre-order right now at bleakcreek.com. Ooh, but, ad. So what we're doing right now is we're going through this 
and it's kind of the last time that we can read it and edit it before it's completely locked. You wanna, you wanna read it right now? There you go. And so uh, I was able to do that from home. Which no pictures m- in it. Made it where I could, you know, uh, I could do the things that I needed to do, take the kids to where I needed to take them and then kind of fill in the gaps with, oh, it's got, oh, there's a chapter 19. But close that, boy, what are people gonna zoom in on that, man? Oh yeah. People are definitely gonna zoom in on that. You're gonna have to blur that, Kiko. You know what, I'll blur it. I'll do it myself, it's my fault. Um, so I don't know how many times I've now re- read the book. Um, there was a point in which I was like, I've read this book so many times, I know, you know, I know every single, obviously I know every single thing that's gonna, gonna happen. But <laughs> so fam- like at this point, one of the things that I'm doing in going through is making sure that there's not like, oh, that phrase or that particular word, that descriptive language was used and then it was used again, which is something you do. Like, especially if you're writing a novel for the first time, it's like when you're using descriptive language, you may go to the same places <clears throat> and so, going into those places and making it and changing it. That's one of the things I've been doing, but it's like, it's, I'm so familiar with it at this point that I'll see a phrase or I'll see like two words together and be like, those two words were together five chapters ago. Yeah, let me yeah. go find that and let me. And, and so, yeah, you're, getting, you're getting a little too. Close to it. Yeah, you're getting a little too close I to it. I don't even under, like it's I like. Know, I read it, I read it in a day and a half in like a speed kind of way because I also know what's happening. But I read it in reverse to make sure every word was spelled correctly. No, I didn't. Let, you know, Somebody because, is doing that though, by the way. Because I blurted it out. I mean, really, you did blur it out, but I'm gonna say I did. Um, I'll read an excerpt from chapter 19, which is a chapter that I held up. He lay there in his teenage mutant ninja turtle boxers, which were still slightly damp. <laughs> That's not a complete sentence, it continues, but it, it was a little bit of a spoiler if I, if I keep reading. That is a line in, in the book, in chapter 19. You, you, were, you were saying you were doing this and you were building up to something. I, no, I was saying that was what I was doing. I, oh, okay. well, I, and I was, I was saying I. So you were able to be home. Single parents who are responsible for children and have a job, like my mom was. That is, man. I just, I, I again, I was that for like four days, and two of those days were a weekend, and I just felt like I was just going to go nuts. I mean, yeah, yeah, hats off to those of you who are primary work, caregivers, working and raising children without any help, it but, ain't easy. But I wanna know what happened to the to your dog and you said it was before that. It was. I wonder if we're at this point. The day before she, we left. Are we at this point left. in the podcast where it's like, people are mad that we haven't talked about our dogs? No, 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 no. This is They're like. fine with that, This right? is like the old school like. Uh, I didn't mean Charles to. Charles Trippy and Shay Carl vlogs where it would be, it would say something in the title and then, and then you'd, you'd be like, well, where the minutes. hell is that thing that they talked about in the title? Yeah, but this is like 40. There are no rules, just right. Outback Steakhouse. Uh, I mean, I think we've had a great conversation, except for that part where you really got on me about my phone. I mean, everything's been pretty good. It's um, a highlight for me. Uh, the, uh, I really needed that. I've been holding that in for a while. So right before Jesse left, she called me, and she said, well, I just got a call from a woman who said, do you own a little white dog? Oh no. And Jesse was like, uh, uh, 
Oh uh, yeah. She said, well, I have her right now. And, yeah, and for $50,000, <laughs> you could have her back. No. Um, hey, that's a good question. How much would you, well go ahead. So interestingly, here's what happened. First of all, uh, Barbara is a homebody. She is not, there's a lot of dogs that like, if you open the door, they bolt for the door and they try to get, and they'll run, right? Barbara's never done that. In fact, sometimes we leave the door open if we're like going down to the car and Barbara will just come to the door, like if, if one person is a straggler and the door's still open, she'll just come to the front door. She might walk out onto the front porch and like look at us, but only if she knows that she's going to be in the car does she come down the stairs and like get into the car. Mm -hmm. And then never has she gone down the driveway. And it's a pretty long driveway that's kind of steep. And she's never gone to the bottom of the driveway. However, the other day, uh, we've got some guys uh, doing some work on the house, like redoing a bathroom, and they were they had their truck down at the bottom of the hill down the driveway. They didn't drive up the driveway, and they were the guy was walking down the driveway, and Barbara just followed him and got all the way down. He didn't know that she was following him, and she got all the way to the bottom. And then at that point, I went outside and called her back up, and she came back up. But th at that moment, there was like a look in her eyes, which was like. There's a whole world mm. beyond this, and it scared me a little bit. But I didn't. Even, I didn't say anything about it. I didn't mention it to Jesse. Well, what Jesse did, kinda like Jim Carrey at the edge of that bubble. Yep, mm -hmm. I haven't seen the movie, but I kind of know what it's about. The Truman Show, excellent movie, highly recommend it. Uh, you you don't think so? No, I, just, I was laughing because he had never seen it. <laughs> I was laughing because he had never seen it. I've uh, seen things. Uh, anyway, so. Jesse was taking something to the car, left the door open, went back inside, shut the door, and it was in that little window that somehow Barbara had slipped out, gone down the driveway, well, gone down the, the road, gone walked down the road? across an intersection. Not, now, we live in a suburban area, so she didn't. It's not like she went across a busy intersection, but but she went across an intersection that was not a four-way stop. Like I'll, I'll put it to you this way, the. There aren't painted lines on the road in your neighborhood. Right. But there are intersections. There, she could easily be run over by someone who wasn't right. paying attention. And so the story that the woman told was, she said, we were. That's a long ways away in my mind, her having never left the house. A few houses way. down. I mean, six houses down. They're like two houses down, then across the street, then a couple of houses up. She said, we were driving on the road and we saw her walking I don't know if she was on, I think she was walking on like the side of the road and we stopped because she she looks, she's not supposed to be alone She's and she's not a coyote, which incidentally there are coyotes in our neighborhood on, a, on the rig and so being out for that long means that she could have been snatched up really quickly. Oh yeah. Like it isn't just getting run over, it's, it's coyotes, like easily could happen. I see yeah. them all the time. Walking on the street, yeah. And uh, so she, the, the uh, the woman says, we saw her, we stopped the car, we opened the door, and she ran and jumped in the car. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you can, you can take me somewhere faster. So that is Barbara in a nutshell, which is stranger yeah. opens door. It's like the complete opposite of what we were told to do in the 80s when it comes to strangers. Yeah. Stranger opens door, jump in the car. Like, and the thing is is that she's lo she loves people so much and she loves strangers. The, f the fresher you are. <laughs> <laughs> the newer you are to her, the more she loves you. And which I love that about her. Hmm. But it, it, she's a liability and now she understands 
there's a whole world of people out there. She yeah. doesn't know about the coyotes. I can't tell her about the coyotes. If you if you walk far enough, cars stop, open doors, and then you can go anywhere. Right. Like cars lead to planes, lead to like rockets. And I mean, th- who knows where she could go? And first of all, thankfully, we have Jesse's phone number on her collar, which if you don't have your phone number on your dog's, dog's collar, put it on there. That's a hot tip. Because uh, even if you chip them. Who's gonna scan a chip? Like people, like, that's there's a delay in that. You don't know if people are actually gonna do it. What are they gonna do with your dog? Put your phone number on the freaking dog. Also, get a will. I, if we're if we're on to things that like you a dog obvi- will obviously know what you should be doing it, but you just haven't gotten around to doing it. But like what Barbara's gonna leave to? No, I'm just saying us if, if you're a, if you're a human without a will, you should have one. I think everything that Barbara owns it just defaults to us. I'm talking about humans. Now. Oh, okay. Do- Barbara's the remainder of Barbara's dog food goes into a blind trust. Oh. Also, and like, then, and then we had to figure out what to do with it. Clean your gutters, you know, you'll feel better. So that was my close call with Barbara, and also, I want to hear your close call with Jade, and then we can talk about what we would do if the 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 unthinkable happened. I decided to get out, do a little hike. Uh, me and Christy went for a little hike. It was going to be like a like a one hour thing. So I took Jade. I don't take Jade. I took Jade on a couple of big hikes, but now I've Started to feel a little guilty about that because she's so small and and she's not she's not that active. Yeah. Um, but a small hike like this, I'll still take her on. Um, and we're we're walking in some. I mean, this is like in like a a wilderness park area and dirt trails and whatnot. And there are signs like "Watch out for rattlesnakes." So I was very vigilant. And we walk out, and there's this like watershed place where they've got these like dams built up that then the water will run and then kind of go trickle or trickle over it. But if like there's a downpour down like down the slope, it won't just erode a whole bunch of stuff. It's to prevent the mudslide, yeah. But you can um you can walk out on these dams and like I walked out on one of these, I have Jade on a leash, Christy's behind me. Do not have her on a leash. She maybe should have me on a leash. Mm. Uh, but she didn't this time. N- never any time? You guys don't do the leash thing? Uh, not in parks. <laughs> So so we're out on the dam, and as I walk out there, I see some some uh, nomad rattlesnakes, but I see some bees like coming out and buzzing around. And where there are bees, there's honey. <laughs> yeah. What? What were you gonna say? Rattlesnakes, but yeah, honey. That's the same. Yeah, it's more um, correct. I wasn't thinking about honey. I wasn't thinking about bees. I'm like, yeah, there's bees. You know, I'm not afraid of bees. You you get real skittish around bees. Christy gets kind of skittish. Yeah, I, she's like, there's bees. I think I was like, yeah, I think there must be a hive down there. And like, they were like buzzing around at my feet and like going around my ankles. Um, it never registered to me that every time Jade sees a f- house fly in our house or like one of those little mos- big mosquitoes, she it's her life mission to get it until she's gotten it. Like she will, that's the most active I see her is when she's like hunting a house fly. Other than that, she just sits in my lap like she's doing right now. Um, didn't cross my mind until she starts snapping at some bees. And then she's like shaking her head and like batting her face. I'm like, oh, she got stung. We need to, we need to, get, we need to get off this ledge. I'm like, how stupid can you be? Put my dog in harm's way. So I like take the dog over there and say, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think she got stung on the snout. But they weren't Africanized. They weren't like. I didn't ask them, but they no, weren't. They weren't uh, aggressive. They weren't aggressive because they were like, they were buzzing around my legs and I they weren't, just like a normal bee. 
They weren't aggressive. Because that is. But when she snapped at the bee, then one stung her, I believe, on her snout. But that is one thing you, when you're hiking in Southern California, you really have to be vigilant. Vigilant? Vi that's vigilant, right. vigilant about. That's even better. Uh, but if you're, if you're in a village, you could be vigilant. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not thinking, I'm, I'm like, talk about ignorance is bliss, I guess I, that's me on a hike. But I was looking for rattlesnakes and that took all of my energy. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm but you're just right. saying, you, you, you gotta be prepared, like do not aggravate or go close to, once you see bees. Go away. Go away because yeah, it could, I, they could be Africanized. Bonehead move on my part. you're in trouble, just, they'll chase you for like out. a mile. Bees didn't chase us but I, a few of them were swarming around Jade and she might've got stung twice but definitely once on the snout and then we're, so we walk off the thing and then we're gonna walk up the path a little bit more because I'm like, yeah. We, yeah, I, I wasn't thinking that much of it. It's like, oh she got stung by a bee. If I got stung by a bee, I would keep hiking. And then, she lays down. I'm like, this isn't good. She never lays down on a hike. We put some water down, she drank a lot of water and then like, well, come on, let's go. And then she like, she would not keep walking and like, I started to get concerned. Chrissy's already concerned, you know, she's got that, she's got good intuition. She's like, yeah, this isn't good, pick her up. And I like pick her up, she's very floppy and like just putting her head down. Like, I started to feel horrible that I led her to this beep patch, um, they're like strawberries I guess. And then I'm like, Chrissy's like, patch. let's turn around. I mean we gotta, we gotta get back to the car. She might, she might need treatment. And like we walk, we walk a little bit and I put her down and this had been like five minutes since she was stung, we had decided to turn around and she threw up. And then I'm like, she's ha she could be having an allergic is reaction. She, is there any swelling? Well, there was no visual of swelling on the snout or anywhere, uh, just, lethargy, vomiting, and flappiness. And I'm starting to get scared but I'm kinda in denial. I'm like I don't wanna, I don't wanna think the worst here that like, but Chrissy's like her throat can swell up, you know, she could, she could die. This, if she has, if she's having an allergic reaction. So we're walking down, we're like calling the vet and, and looking, Googling as we're like walking. I'm like carrying her like a, she's like a, a lifeless little fur ball. And we're getting scared. And like, they said, well, the, the vet's in surgery. And Chrissy's like, well, can you recommend somewhere else that we can go? There was another vet that we used to go to in town. And she's like, we'll call them. And it's like, no, they're in surgery as well. I'm like, dang, vets like to do this afternoon surgery. That's where the big money's at. The, the vet agreed to come out of surgery and take a look. So we took her there. And then they, um, you know, the stinger, if for like, if it stays in there, can continue to pump venom even after the bee's gone away. So you try, I learned that you should try to get rid of the stinger, as, but it wasn't there. It had, it had, I think she batted it away initially, but she was having an allergic reaction because she, um, but the way she was acting and vomiting, and they gave her, uh, they gave her Benadryl and just told her she's gonna, told us she's gonna be really sleepy. And it was like, there was no sign of swelling so they were like, are you sure she was stung by a bee? We're like, yes, definitely. But um, I didn't allow myself to believe that this could be like a life or death situation, but I was certainly hiking very fast back down to the car to get her over there. So it was pretty scary. Um, but they, they put us at ease and you know, having talked to the vet and then she was just very lethargic for the next 24 hours because of the Benadryl. But Everything's fine now. She's eating and drinking fine, and she's look. She's right here. But she has a specific allergy to bees. 
Is that, or, is, or this would happen to any dog of her size? Um, no, they said it was an allergy for her to react that way. I love you too. She gave me a kiss. She, she's still a little, It's you know, it's been like 48 hours, she's still a little bit mopey, but she's kind of mopey anyway. Look at her. She seems embarrassed. It wasn't your fault, baby, it was my fault. I shouldn't have led you into that patch of bees. Should have known better. And then, but you talk about hot tip. He said, where did you go? And we told the vet and he said, well, you need to come back and get a, um, a rattlesnake venom vaccine, which I was like, I didn't know this existed. And they were like, yes, rattlesnakes are really bad. There's a lot more rain in LA now. They're coming out like dogs are coming in from dog parks, getting bit by rattlesnakes in dog parks and dying. You, hold on, you can get a, a rattlesnake? A rattlesnake vaccine. vaccine. Can I get one? He said that, well, he's a vet. He doesn't give it to humans. I don't, I don't, I didn't ask that question so I don't know the answer, but he said that it doesn't, all it does is gain you time, like an hour, to get them to a vet. That's what the vaccine does. So if you're, if you're in an area with, with rattlesnakes, there is a, such a thing as a rattlesnake vaccine and it, it gains them precious time to get them to a vet. I'm talking an hour. Because their bodies can't take it. If, they, if, if they a small die. dog gets bit by a rattlesnake. I, I'm it. just not gonna take her out anymore. I think it, it, it kind of. Keep her in a bubble, man. Keep her in a bubble. I mean, it's, it's a little different than a child. You know, it's like our children, you gotta let them out into the world and educate them about. Because they gotta take care of themselves The someday. rattlesnakes and like make their own placement but like she, feet. You're gonna take care of her. She, right. You can baby her all you want. That's right. That's why I walk her up and down the stairs. Put her in the bed, I take her out of the bed. She, she'll jump out of the bed now and like she'll beg for water in the middle of the night. Right. And so I start putting water in the, our bathroom upstairs because you know I live in a huge freaking mansion. Yeah, it takes forever. It's a long it. ways down there to shoes right. get across and, it. and yeah. water. Uh, is, was that the same podcast? Are we still in the same yeah, yeah, podcast? Yeah. I mean one might argue <laughs> that you know I should, I should encourage Barbara to go out on her own and go and be with another family because she's gonna have to do that one day but she's not gonna do that she one is not. day. But she is gonna die I just, I would have been. After she I, lives her very long life. I thought about, I mean I love Jade so much, I think I've said this, I frequently in like my most tender moments of snuggling, I just instinctively think about when she's gone because it's like 15 years, maybe less, I mean if I'm lucky, she's gonna pass on. She's gonna go to doggy heaven or hell. She may go to doggy hell. I don't know what the criteria is for these decisions. Uh, yours is definitely going down. Like, <laughs> she's so lazy. She's mean though, she's mean. She's mean not to, to other people. Barbara's very nice to other people. Yeah. She's going to doggy heaven. <laughs> well it's not like the per the woman who picked her up wasn't a literal angel or God. It was um, just a neighbor of yours. She hasn't, that woman has no bearing on whether your dog goes to heaven or hell but I find myself thinking. You haven't lost a dog as an adult, I have. Because you didn't, you haven't had a you haven't had a dog until. If Jay would have died from the honeybee, I would. I literally thought when we got her back home, I was like, if that would have happened, I would have been out of commission for at least. I mean, a solid week of. I'm not leaving the house. I'm not. I don't believe that. I think you would be. I think you'd be in mourning for a long time, but I don't think you would be like, I can't come into work for a week. I think you. I think you probably would. That's what I thought, that's what I feel, but I'm I, not think saying it would I, be I do easy. think you're right that I would say, okay. I gotta get out of here, I gotta so try to. For, now, in the Book of Mythicality, I talk extensively about this, about the McLaughlin family dog curse and how right. 
Growing up we had do two dogs run away and then as an adult I've had two dogs die and then we went for over well over a decade without having a dog because of this curse. Now Barbara, a few things about Barbara. Number one, uh, she's been around significantly longer than any other dog and she's only been around for like three years or so. Mm -hmm. Our relationship with her is way different and better than the relationship that we had with the other dogs. I mean, Merle, our first dog as a couple, uh, died as a like in the first year, and then uh, Gypsy, our second dog, who um, no, maybe it was the other way around. Gypsy was a, was the first dog. She was a, a rescue that I literally found like on the, the side of the road and and rescued and kept. I did because she didn't have her owner's number. I couldn't call her an old owner's number, so I just kept it for myself. No, but it was she was like an abandoned puppy in the woods. And she made it like a year and then died. And when she died, Jessie was pregnant at the time. And when she died like that night, she died at the beach. She got ran over at the beach. Um and then we like just sat and laid in the bed and cried. And then like the rest of the trip was kind of like clouded by this. Mm -hmm. And then there would be times over the next couple months where we would think about her. I would I would think about her and I would get sad, maybe almost cry or like get teary eyed. And but, how was the quality of relationship that you had with Gypsy compared to Barbara now? Not even close. Right. So. Uh, Cause I think we, you approach dogs differently. It, it was, there's all kinds of things that are different like it's it's been a longer period of time. Barbara is a is she's a special dog. She's a, is a special dog. Like she's the most affectionate dog I've ever met. And like you know, we have our stretch and snuggle time in the morning. Where right, I get right. on my back and do my stretches, and she snuggles with me. And then she, of course, our kids. I didn't observe. I don't recall observing a connection like you have with Barbara. That and I. It would be I, devastating. I, I think there's a tropish uh, stage of life thing that, like, for sure, that dads go through when. For the, sure, I never had a daughter with it. My my only daughter is Barbara. Okay, but uh, and, and I that think, was difficult. But you know how much more difficult it's going to be if, if it would be Barbara passes. it would be devastating. But and listen, there is no there is no comparison in my mind. There's absolutely no comparison. It, obviously, losing a child would be. Like that's like that's the worst thing that can happen. Everybody, I can't imagine anything worse than that. That that is the worst thing that can happen to you. And they're not even. I don't think they're in the same ballpark by any means. Because with a with a dog, you kind of know this dog is, like you said, J Jade's existence and Barbara's existence in your family has reached a stasis that it will basically be at until she starts to get older and feebler. But she's pretty much who she's going to be. She's fully expressed. She's and she's going to live a maximum of something teen years, right? And you know that that's going to happen. So if it happens earlier, it would be devastating. But it's still not a, a drastic like upheaval in what you're planning for your dog, in the way that you plan for another human in your life. And so I think that there's a there, there's a period of mourning, but then. You're kind of like, okay, I'm going to get another dog. I don't want to downplay that the morning, but I do think that 
uh, I'm interested in, in feedback, so hashtag ear biscuits, but I think, um, and I may have mentioned this, there are times that I think about getting a second dog and I do think that that's that's part of, I'm, I'm interested in that being part of the strategy. If at a certain point in introducing a second dog, so there's like overlap, there continues to be overlap. So it's like, you know, if Jade's, I don't know, nine, not not too old, not like, okay, I got I gotta like a year or something, I gotta, try to have an, a, more of an overlap than that. I kind of feel like that would help a little. Well, we could know, be, but I could be totally well, wrong. I, I've never been through this and I know. I think it does help because we've got friends who have, uh, who had dogs that were, I think, weren't Max and Ruby brother and sister? Yeah. Uh, and our friend Nick had two dogs that like they were, he was very attached to. Yeah. And he lost one. He ended up, they lost both he of them lost, eventually. I but, mean, losing the second one, I don't know. I'd have to ask him what was what was no, but worse, I think, but I I definitely think that it being able to be like we still got a dog to go from having a dog to having no dogs. I think would be or a pet. You know, I, obviously this also applies to cats. Those of you who can make those kinds of emotional connections to cats, um, the same thing applies. In fact, my my That's son very magnanimous. My of you. my son has a friend whose cat recently died, and he had in like it was you know it was a the cat had been around for a very long time, and they the family had a very difficult time. Lincoln had a friend who came to school talking about how his dog died, and everyone was sad, and like Lincoln cried for his friend, and then it turns out the dude was joking, and then a few weeks later. His dog actually died. Well, yeah, that's what happens to you. Joke about your dog dying; it's going to happen. Just like of, you said, of the manifest. Yeah, you manifested it. Full circle. That was still this podcast. Yeah, we've been on quite a journey, right? Uh, why he cried for a friend? That is a high level of empathy. <laughs> I'm yeah. When Hold it, on, in what context? He like I'm crying right now. He talked about the dog I don't, dying, he just, and he just started. He started crying in front of him, or later he like, was. Te- he teared up. That's unusual. He was, yeah. He, well, I don't. It's not unusual for Lincoln. I just think that's just you know, given his connection with Jade. And I'm like, not you saying can't it's empathize. unusual. I'm saying it's unusual for a teenage boy to be told <laughs> about someone else's dog dying and then yeah. cry. I'm saying I, oh. <laughs> as the father of a teenage boy and who knows a lot of teenage boys, I'd say that's unusual. I'm saying it's a good thing, but it's not normal. It's 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 good. It's like a uh, you would want other kids to have that level of. Yeah, empathy. I'm glad. I'm glad he did it, especially just so his friend could turn on a stamp on it. And say he was just joking. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, I'll never cry for your dog again, jerk. I did ask him. So when his dog really did die, did you? He had, laughed. Had you naturally? Had you, <laughs> yeah, it's like assuming that he's joking. It's like, and I, I, you know, I can have a dark sense of humor, so I reserve the right to joke about Jay dying. That doesn't, you know. And again, and that, and I think that's, that's okay. I think it's okay, and I think I it, think it, it, it demonstrates part of my. Coping mechanism. It might be a coping mechanism, but it also demonstrates that there's a fundamental difference between a relationship with an animal and a relationship with a human. I could joke about anybody dying and then feel the, you know, it's like, well, I'm not gonna do it currently, but like, I can, I joke about death. But there, and I think it puts it in its place. But there are lots of people who talk about their relation, people who don't have children, who have pets. I guess I'm taking up for Lincoln's friend, I don't know. No, there are people who don't have children but have pets and Sometimes we'll start talking to people who have children and talking about their pets as if they're children, as if they can relate to having children because they have a pet. Pets and children ain't nearly the same thing. 
But but you can get an inkling of that. I mean, I'm not gonna say that there's not some. No, you can't. Uh, I, yes, you I can. Fund, I highly disagree. Having a child and having a pet are not in the same ballpark. Being, okay, you're responsible for another being. Yes, that's true, but. I'm not minimizing that, what happens if you've got no, a pet. I'm saying, what you're saying is true, except that, that, that there is a connect, there is a connection. I think you can lose something precious to you that's not even living and it's in it in some, I, I wouldn't then access that conversationally with someone who's lost a child. I'm not saying that, I'm not minimizing. What I'm saying is that for those people, this is unrelated to the thing dying. What I'm saying is, is if you're in a conversation with somebody who's got, you're like, man, I had to, you know, I, uh, it was kind of crazy, like my son just went through a really difficult time at school with blah, 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 blah and they're like, yeah, my, my dog has hip dysplasia. It's like they're not in the same, it's okay, I'm not saying that's easy, but it's not like having a child go through something. It's different, man. As someone who's got children I, and pets, yeah. it's different. Uh, all, all I'm saying is that I think people who don't have kids can then, a they can access empathy through an experience that they have of loving a pet. Yeah, I don't have a daughter. Like I said, I'm the one who said a second ago that yeah. Barbara's my daughter. I tell That's her she, she could be anything she wants to be. She's gonna go to doggy college. She's gonna have a great doggy career. Are you going to, what do you think about the overlap in order to prepare, you know? It's not worth it. Hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with two dogs. Plain and simple. I don't. Barbara is. She, I don't want to divide the love. She's attached to humans. Well, that's not a problem. It's you've got three kids. You didn't divide the love between them. I, it's yeah, I did. No, uh, I I'm not. I'm not. No, I, I, I just don't. When we travel and figuring out what to do, it's like if we're going to take them on a walk. Like adding an extra dog into the mix. It's the same reason I've only got two kids and not three. So you know, I'm, I want to minimize that. I want the I want to to enjoy the benefits of having a pet, uh, and then start over afterwards. And then yeah, and maybe and maybe take a, a relatively long break before the next one. I, I don't know. Well, depends on what stage of life I'm in. I I think that makes me think that maybe I should just I shouldn't get another dog in order to not go through the pain of losing. You should one. get another dog if you want another dog. Yeah. Period. Yeah, you shouldn't use a you shouldn't use a dog as a as a as a death bridge. And some people think you should get another dog depending on the breed for the companionship of the dog. Like I said, our, Barb, our dogs neither one of them need that. That's clear. Yeah, they have plenty. They, our dogs do not know that they're dogs. Right. So getting another right. dog would be like, what is this dog doing here? You know, <laughs> why did you get a dog? Did you get me a dog? What, what made you guys think that we needed a dog? <laughs> <laughs> it's what our dogs would that's, say. That's almost like when you said that, I pictured a, a meme of Barbara with another dog. Yeah, there's a good meme in like there somewhere. Yeah, it's like, it's funny. Somebody, uh, somebody do that, make a meme. But given the <laughs> given the time that we've taken, we yeah, need, we need to hear up. your wreck. Oh my gosh, my wreck is, um, I looked for an app to catalog my record collection on my phone because now that I'm back into collection mode, I wanna know what that was. And I went around to a bunch of like cute different apps and then I came back to the one that um, it, everyone talks about on the vinyl uh, Reddit thread and that's Discogs, which I, it, it's kind of a marketplace for buying and selling of records, but I just use it to um, carry my record collection with me at all times. See, look, I can just, 
I can just scroll. Well, I guess the pictures don't show up if, if you're in airport mode, but like the pictures usually show up. And sometimes when I get bored and I want to feel good about myself, I look at my record collection, I just kind of like scroll it. Can you click Make, on it, that? It, it boosts my, my chi. Can you click on that and would this be uh, sacrilegious? I don't even know what that means. If you clicked on that and you could play them on your phone, like the digital version of those songs, I or does that go I, against the whole thing? I think you're describing Spotify. Um, no, it cannot do that. No, but if you wanted to be like, oh, this is my record collection, this is the songs that I own, oh, yeah. I want you to hear this song, but we're not currently at my record player. That feels like you should, I mean, yeah, you could just go one app over, but if you wanna experience the album as intended. Look at that. Yeah, you can't do that. But you can make a wish list and then you can buy other albums. How often do you listen to your record player? Um, I'm trying to do it more often. Now that I got these records. Because every time I come over to your house, you're just playing Spotify. Yeah, because it goes throughout the whole house. It's a different, It's a, you have to have a listening session. It's like it takes discipline and a little bit of planning and then I'll do it when I'm drinking coffee on a weekend morning. Mm. And I've started trying to do it, like sometimes during dinner we'll play like a record, but then in the middle of it I gotta get up and flip the record. But I all of that. a jute box. All of that jute box, all of that's part of it. I, and it's like the negative, the things that you can point out as negative aspects of record listening, I'm just trying to, I think a, yeah. you can make them positive. It's not about the convenience, it's about the art. Um, and if you just wanna, if you wanna get a little boost, even when you're apart from your record collection, you can get discogs. And if you're doing some crate digging, you won't buy doubles. Do you feel a, a noticeable, tangible difference between the vinyl songs and the digital songs? Nope, and red wine is red wine. But I, you know, I know, I, I aspire to be able to have an opinion on red wine and I kind of, and I, I actually did do an A-B test. It, it, I mean, yes, it sounds different. You could, if I, if it you, walked into, if you yeah, walked into the warmer. room, you would know which one was which. I think I would, yeah, yeah, could on you, the same you speakers. See, could you see the record spinning? <laughs> you would tell. Yeah, you can tell a difference. You can tell a difference. But okay. I, I mean, I think, being able to tell the difference is, I'm not gonna say that makes me a cooler or better person, but I am kind of implying that. Do you listen to records and drink red wine at the same time? I haven't. Hmm. I should. But you're gonna be like drinking like barefoot wines. Charles. Oh. I was I, gonna say Charles Schwab. I, I, <laughs> but what, 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 what's two buck Chuck, Charles what? Charles, Chuck, I don't know. Charles. It's the cheapest wine you can get. I thought when you said barefoot, I thought you literally were talking about because my feet were so sweaty for wearing shoes all day You're without barefoot, socks. Drinking barefoot wine, listening to yeah, uh, something barefoot. barefoot mountain boys, bare naked ladies. Charles you got Shaw. Charles, Charles Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, that's my wreck. Get some Charles Shaw. Get your records, discogs. Hashtag Air Biscuits. Um, thanks for letting us shoot the breeze with you. Yeah, don't give us any crap about waiting so late to answer the question. Okay. And don't give Rhett any crap about the thing about his phone. That's right. I didn't. I, the thing I didn't tell you is that the replacement phone that I got is messed up. Not because I put it in water, because I'm not doing that again. Because Why are you not doing that again? Well, the way insurance works is they give you a refurbished phone. Now everything about it seems completely normal and new. Like you see that screen, there's not a scratch on it. The face ID will not activate, which is a problem that is usually a hardware problem. Every time you look at your phone to try to get it to activate, you think about that moment no. when you told me, I got this. 
and I'm gonna have to do it again. Oh, trust me, you don't have to say anything. This is one of those situations where I learned my lesson without you having to say anything at all. Well, now that you've you said did, that. You, you just couldn't resist. But now we'll, that you said that, but I we'll can keep, let it go. We'll keep resisting. 